the sermon Q&A. I'm Pastor Alex here in the studio with Pastor Greg. And on April 3rd, 2022, we preached our second sermon in our series, Foreigners, Enemies, and Outcasts. And so, Pastor Craig, I have a question for you this yes, morning. Alex, what is your question? The question is, how do I love my enemy and not support their cause? Great question. In our world today, it's almost like that is an unachievable uh, goal because... For some reason, we we are, have moved into the idea that if we love somebody, we have to love everything mm-hmm. that they stand for, their philosophy, their background, all of those things. So I think it comes down to a matter of perspective. Where this came from is Jesus is talking to a Samaritan woman who basically is on the avoid list for all the Jewish people. He talked to Nicodemus, who's basically on the enemy list for, for Jesus himself. It's the Pharisees that got him crucified after all. So it's... It's like Jesus is walking into these worlds where these people are avoided or their enemies. They've been labeled, and he now is making bridges into their lives. In our world today, we also have labels. We like to put people in buckets, and, and there's several reasons that we do that for. Um, one of those things is we, we want to have a hate for somebody that's almost justified. Okay. <clears throat> like, I know I don't like you, but I don't know why. So if I can put you in a bucket with all the people that I don't like, then I can be I can feel better about myself. I can myself. diminish you to right. the things that I the all the things that I don't like. Then Correct. Yeah, I, I'm able to lift myself up. A right. Bit. Right. Yeah. So it makes me understand or think that I understand you better, but it also makes me feel better about myself mm. because then I can I can say, well, <clears throat> it's I have a justified reason to not like you, not get along with you, not talk to you. Right. I don't have to break through any barriers. I just have to put you in a bucket. And then because you're in that bucket. I don't I, have to do anything. I, don't I have am to do free anything. from my responsibility to do anything else. For Correct. Today, yeah. Now, Jesus goes directly against that. He would say, we're never allowed to dilute anyone, any individual down to a bucket, down mm-hmm. to a down to a group. Um, no matter how wrong, duped or off the rock or that group may be, that philosophy may be. We're never allowed to dilute individuals down to groups. Mm. Um, and so <clears throat> the question is, yesterday during the message, I said, who do you hate? And everybody goes, yeah, I don't hate anybody. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, so I, that's right. <laughs> so I gave them a list, like pedophiles, spouse abusers, you know, those kinds of things. Like, They're going, well, you know, I okay. Might, I might hate those people. <laughs> might right, have yeah. a problem with those right. people. Right? So um, the question is, in our world today, who are we allowed to hate? Mm. And, and it's almost like not only are we allowed to hate them, but we're expected to. If you're in a certain group, a certain philosophy, way of thinking, you're almost expected to, uh, to categorize other people who stand for another ideal or another philosophy. An opposing idea, for, for example. Right. right. Yeah. And you don't have to try and figure them out. Right. So it's almost like not only are we understood in our hate, but we're expected Right. To hate groups that right. we're not. Like if you are in a group, a group gives you another group to right. hate or people on a part of another Right. Yeah. So the question is, how do I love people who are in those buckets mm-hmm. that I'm expected to n- not get along with? How, how do I do that? So first of all, I want to talk about how do I know that, I, that I'm putting people in those buckets? How do I know that I'm categorizing people in areas so that I don't have to build bridges into their lives? First of all, you diminish somebody to the sum of things you don't like. Yeah. Then you assign them to a group so that you can describe them or have somebody else describe them Mm -hmm. so you don't have to build a bridge. You don't have to make the effort to get to know them. Then you reduce their individuality to the sum of their group's beliefs. Mm, Then you assume their heart based on that group, based on that group's issues. And the result of that is 
uh, we, can, we can stop seeing a soul in need. We can just see a person who believes differently, almost ungodly maybe in some ways, but we don't have to build a bridge. Well, and this is the challenge of this, right, is that um, we're not seeing the image of God. Like to think that right. we could create some group to to encapsulate the whole of a person's identity and define them is wholly against the image of God because uh, how God created us is so much more than just whatever a group says we are, right? right? And it's interesting to me that this is not a new thing. Mm. Jesus experienced it in his world. You know, people before Jesus experienced it in and our world. It it's goes happening on today. today, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, it, so the groups will always change, <laughs> but the effort to put people into those groups will be an ongoing effort. Mm. Uh, again, because it makes us feel better about ourselves and because it makes us understand other people or mm-hmm. think that we understand other people. Right. So the question is, how do I know that I can, how do I know that I'm building bridges how, what do I do to to get my mind out of the category concept, out of the groups concept? And how do I start building bridges into those individual lives right. as images of God? And I would say the first one is see, see the individual before you see the individual's group. Yeah. Understand that this is a person as duped as you think they may be mm-hmm. looking for meaning, acceptance, love, and all the wrong right, places. Like, yeah, right. Like everybody has the same reality. We're all looking for meaning and acceptance and love somewhere, right? Yeah, yep. that's good. Uh, this God-shaped hole in our heart has to be filled with something. Mm-hmm. And if, if you don't have God to fill it, you're going to stuff all the wrong things in there to give your life meaning. So understand, first of all, that the individual is an individual. See them as an individual before you see their group. Second, treat people as lost souls and not lost causes. Mm. So nobody's beyond God's reach. I mean, if you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're living evidence of right, that. Right, right. Right? So God reached down to you, mm. and you can reach out to others as yeah. he reached out to you. Then I would say reach out to individuals by realizing their needs first. Mm. Don't see them as an enemy, but see them as somebody in, in need, somebody who's searching for answers. Yeah. So reach out to the individuals by seeing their needs mm-hmm. first. This is what Jesus did actually uh, with the uh, official's son that we talked about on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He had a son who was sick. He was in the enemy's group. He worked for Herod. Herod right. was a bad dude. Yes. Herod's, Herod's officials were promoting lies and, right. and they were stealing from their people all in the effort to get the Jewish people to start believing they're Roman. They were, they were essentially anti-Jewish Jews. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus is, is approached by an enemy, but an enemy whose son was dying. Hmm. And so Jesus met the need of the individual before he saw the, the problems right. in the groups, in the group that that individual represented. Then I would say pray for all. And the reason we pray for all is because some people are just hard to love, but God will give us the ability to love. Mm. Um, I've experienced this multiple times in my own life, as well as in the lives of others. It's amazing what the grace of God can do. And then I would say, don't put boundaries on anyone. God can help you love. The gospel is more powerful than we can possibly imagine. When I asked our church, I said, now, who are we supposed to love? You know, it was like, well, we should love our neighbor. And that, and that sure. is true. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but that verse uh, that Jesus uses is, is uh, Matthew 543. Yeah. You've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Mm. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father in heaven. Jesus said, "You love your, you love people that love you. Right. Bravo! Right. Congratulations! That. We all, we all <laughs> accomplished that, right? The test of what God is doing in your heart, mm-hmm. the test of you becoming more an image of God, is can you love those who are difficult to love? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes. How do I know that? 
Because God loved us. Right. Even when we were sinning against him, he calls us enemies of his. And yet, even while we were sinning against him, Christ died for us. Jesus loved this Herodian, this follower of Herod, this bad dude. I mean, Herod literally just chopped off the head of Um, Jesus' best friend. Mm -hmm. Jesus should not be helping his official. Mm. And yet Jesus does. And I think that's a great lesson to us that we need to identify with the soul and not the group. And that's how we learn to love our enemy and not support their cause. Amen, amen. Well, Pastor Craig, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And thank you all of you for joining us. Please stick around for more questions on Sermon Q&A.